So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between. The world of online dating. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Erica. So We Met Online is produced every Sunday, and show notes can be found at sowemetonline.com. Now, for the first episode, we should probably tell you a little something about ourselves and how we met online. Yes, we actually did. I can't (laughs) believe it. We did. So for a little bit of background on me, my name is Erica and I am an online dating coach. I run a business called A Little Nudge and I help people with all aspects of online dating from marketing themselves all the way through the first date. And I had a Google alert set for anything related to online dating. Who knew that Craigslist pops up in the Google alert? Yeah. So one day I get this uh, this email telling me that the phrase online dating came up on Craigslist. So I read it, and it was some some guy, <laughs> some some rando who said, "Yeah, I'm looking to." Well, what did you say in the ad? I'm looking to have a podcast. I'm looking for somebody to be my co-host. You said a female co-host, A female co-host, And I read that, and I looked at my to-do list, and I've had for the last two years on my to-do list, do podcast. So I thought, huh, maybe, maybe this is a sign. So I reached out, and I said, I'm your perfect co-host. This is what I do for a living, and I'm female, and I date. It, it, It was really incredible because I woke up one day, and I said, You know, I have all of these really incredible stories about my online dating experiences, and I figured, why not do it in a podcast? But I needed somebody else to share that with. Oh, don't worry. I'll give it back to you. Excellent. Can't wait. Super excited. Do you want to share a little bit about your perspective on dating? I've been divorced for about eight years now. Mm -hmm. I've been dating online during that time and have a slew of incredible stories And my background is actually in technology. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought that it was really fascinating to see the transformations that we've had over the course of, say, the last 10 years, where dating has shifted from a cultural type of experience to this more digital type of experience. Mm -hmm. And through that, I thought, how interesting to have a podcast where we could really dive into the male and female perspective mm-hmm. of online dating. Absolutely. And we're both fairly opinionated. So. Oh, yes, which will make this even <laughs> So this will be better. great. Absolutely. So um, I hear you have a story for a us. A story. We cannot start this podcast without having a story. <laughs> okay. So uh, here we go. I'm dying. You, you have me in suspense. Okay. So we met online, mm-hmm. and the first date was fine. You know, we went out. We had a great dinner. She was really nice, and I thought... You know, this is somebody I could get to know. So I decided, let's go out on a second date. Second date, same thing. It was a good date. You know, nothing special, but enough for me to say, let's go out again. The third date was when it all kind of went crazy. Okay. We got to the date. It was dinner. We were sitting around, talking, enjoying our food. And she says, so I was talking to my therapist about you today. After two dates? Yes. I don't know if you should be scared or flattered by that. (laughs) Yeah. So I said, well, that's interesting. What did you talk about? (laughs) And she said, well, I asked my therapist when I should have sex with you. Hmm, (laughs) Yes. And I said, well, then what did your therapist say? And was it a male or a female therapist? It was a female therapist. I feel like that makes a difference. Yeah. Female therapist. 
So the therapist said, well, you know, sex is very important in a relationship. It's something that you should probably figure out sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, that's that's decent advice. So what else? And my date said, well, that means we're going to go home and have sex tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. And I said, well, hold on a second. Do I get a say in this? Were you at least on the dessert course when she said this? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Check, please. Yeah. Yeah. So at some level, I was a little concerned about this. Like, there are at times what appears to be double standards, right? Sure. A woman asked me to have sex, and I'm just supposed to say, okay. And I didn't want to. I wasn't really that into her at this point in time. Sure. It, it was still three dates in. Okay. So I said... Well, you know, I'm, I don't think that's the best course of action for us right now at this stage. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh well, you don't get an option. And I said, you know, again, if this was the reverse conversation and I was telling you that, there would be a different definition for this. Yeah. Yeah. Which we don't need to go into. Exactly. So I then said, well, okay, I guess I'll go along with this. So I actually allowed her to follow me back to my place. We get back to my place. Mm -hmm. And she says, where's your bedroom? I point her down to where my bedroom is. And she goes and she says, you wait out here in the living room and I'm going to go into the bedroom. I go, okay, well, what are you going to do? Don't worry about it. I'll let you know. Uh About 30 minutes go by. Were you afraid that she was just going through your stuff? Maybe. I I have no idea what she was doing. All right. But for 30 minutes, she was in my bedroom. (laughs) I had not heard from her. And so I say, are you okay? Is is everything okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'll be right out. I was like, okay. So I continue to wait. And she says, now I'm ready. I'm like, okay, we're ready for what? (laughs) So I come down the hallway and she's starting to come out of my bedroom and walk down the hallway. She is literally Mm -hmm. dressed in full lingerie, Mm -hmm. high heels, Mm -hmm. with a cupcake in her hand (laughs) and a candle that's in the cupcake. And I'm thinking, what are we celebrating? (laughs) I don't know what we're celebrating. But it's comical to watch her literally walking down the hallway in heels on this carpet Uh to only then trip. Oh, no. Oh, no. Drop the cupcake. Wait, was the candle lit? Cupcake on the floor, candle lit, (gasps) carpet catches on fire. No. All hell breaks loose. (laughs) I run to go get some... Uh, water. She grabs toilet paper to try to put out the flames, which only makes the flame worse. Oh no! I grab the water, pour it out. Carpet is singed. She runs back into her bedroom, grabs everything she could possibly grab, runs out of the house, into her car, drives away. I never hear from her again. So I go back into my bedroom to look. She has rose petals, more cupcakes, candles, everything laid out. And this is from a woman on the third date. I don't even... You don't know what to say, right? I don't know what to say. <laughs> exactly. It, it's stories like this which have brought us <laughs> I'm together. Sorry. I'm still processing yes. over here. You think it was a therapist who told her to, you know, just bring a dozen cupcakes. I mean, that, that'll that get him. Well, all I keep wondering is what did she go back to tell her therapist the next session? Oh, my God. <laughs> to be a fly on the wall. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm still processing right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Wow. There, there's a lot of topics to dive into here, right? So many. So, I mean, this is just an intro. I could ask you about a million questions. So right. you had met her online, correct? Exactly. Do you know? So you we remember, met online. Do you remember which site you met her on? Uh, eHarmony. Okay. Yes. eHarmony. Now, I'm curious because 
as a dating coach, you know, I get a lot of people who say, my friend has a horror story, so I'm not going to do online dating. Or, you know, this one thing happened to me this one time, so online dating doesn't work. And I want to kind of talk about that because if people have that attitude, you know, if, can I call her a crazy cupcake girl? <laughs> sure. I, I like the alliteration. <laughs> I mean, if you tell that crazy cupcake girl story to someone and they're like, oh, this thing happened to my friend Chris, it's just an excuse. It's just a defense mechanism not to do online dating. Because as many horror stories as we hear, we hear love stories. I always say everyone has a horror story and a love story, right? It's just what you choose to listen to. Yeah. Well, I, I think what you'll see throughout the course of various podcasts as we progress throughout the season here. You're going to hear a lot of my horror stories, and I have a lot of them. That's the that's the craziest. <laughs> You're still this standing. Is, yeah, this that's is good. one, and and I am. I'm still standing. And people often ask, why do you keep doing it? Why do you keep putting yourself out there and doing online dating when you're having such awful experiences? But the reality is, is I'm meeting new people. Sure. I'm meeting people that I normally wouldn't meet in my everyday walk of life. Heck, I've met you through online exactly right so the hopeless romantic in me sits Aww. there and says wait, wait, you have to pause so i can say ah there we go okay the hopeless romantic in me says there is somebody out there and i'm not going to remove a way to find that person well, just for the sake of i mean online dating is just fear. a tool right it's just another tool and you know, I hate when people say, oh, you know, I don't need to be online dating or I can't believe this person, you know, needs to be. It's not a need basis. It's, it's a smart thing to do. If there is a tool that gives you access to all of these new people, crazy or not, <laughs> cupcakes or not, why would you not use the tools that are at your fingertips? Right. You'd be doing yourself a disservice to say, oh, my friend had one horror story, so I'm not going to use this tool that could introduce me to thousands of other people. That just is short-sighted. Right. And the bottom line is, I'm not the type of person who's going to go out to a bar. I'm not going to go out to the nightclub and uh -huh. like mingle with people and then hit on somebody and say, hey, you want to go out? You know, If that's how you hit on someone, I would never <laughs> say yes. Hey, so there you go. Hey, hey what's See? up? So that's not going to work for me. Where <laughs> online dating works, right? It connects you with Absolutely. people. And on some level, we know from how the sites are set up, there is a filtering process. You mm -hmm. are most likely being connected with people that you should have compatibility with. Well, particularly on eHarmony. And, right. and we'll get to, I mean, we have so much to talk about when it comes to the <laughs> dating apps. <laughs> yeah. We haven't even gotten there yet. Plus, as I always say, every bad date is a good story, Absolutely. right? Had that not happened, I mean, exactly. who knows? Maybe you would have had the best sex of your life that night. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I <laughs> It would have been crazy sex, it, but... Well, first you would have had to move all of the rose petals and the cupcakes. I know like, it would have been frosting filled. It, <laughs> you know, some people are into that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, on that note, why don't we take a little break? Um, just in case you were wondering, you're listening to So We Met Online, and today we're talking about crazy, horrific, wonderful, all of the above online dating stories. This episode is sponsored by Singling. Singling is a podcast that features love and dating stories from people around the world with the most popular comedians and storytellers in our country. All stories are true, entertaining, and relatable because we all have our own love story. You can listen to all of the episodes on iTunes or at www.wearesingling.com. 
Chris, I have a story for you. Excellent. Can't wait. Here we go. So, we met online. <laughs> I was a very early adopter of online dating. And when I say early adopter, I mean 2001. Yes. Now, about think me about too. it. 2001. Nobody did online dating. Right. That was 15 years ago. That's just the start. So, I went online and met this guy on JDate, a site for finding a Jewish partner, and seemed nice enough to me, you know, and it was the summer, I was at my parents for the summer, it was during college, so now you all know how old I am, and I was doing a community theater show at the time. I was really only free on the weekends. What show? Oh, a Pirates of Penzance. Yes, I did that show. Oh my God, Major General. I am the mer- very model of a martyr Major General. Okay. Yes, okay. Anyway, side note, go on. We can't help ourselves. Um, so he asked me out for a Saturday night for sushi. I was like, sure, that sounds great. I love sushi. Chris and I actually just had sushi for lunch. Full tummies. Yes, full tummies. So we get to the place, and it turns out, coincidentally. His cousin was in the show with me. We actually had someone in common. So, you know, I kind of felt better about it. My parents were obviously, you know, it's 2001. They were flipping out that I was going to meet a stalker or a killer or worse. (laughs) Right. Someone who wasn't Jewish. (laughs) Absolutely. So so we get there and, you know, I'm I'm a pretty petite person, but I can eat at least two sushi rolls, and this guy only orders one sushi roll. And I remember sitting there eating my one sushi roll. I had to go home and eat a pizza after. (laughs) And this was before cell phones were a thing. Like, I may have had one in 2001, but I certainly didn't advertise that I had one. But this guy had a big honking cell phone on, on his pants. Yes. Yeah, and I'm just like, I mean, fine, nice enough guy. Just, just not, just so many, just not for me. Okay. Just didn't work. No big deal. Yep. So kind of forgot about that. Moved to Washington, D.C. after college and, you know, started a job, all of that. I was in business school. And when I was in business school, I didn't really have time to go out and meet people like I used to because I was working full time and going to business school at night. I decided to go back on J-Date to try to meet someone. And I see a picture of a guy who seems nice looking and I read his profile. I like it. I write him a message. And uh, he replies, and I'm, I'm excited. We're having really good banter. And I'm, I mean, if you ask me what I like as floor play, it's, <laughs> it's banter. It's, it's your words. Oh, right. yes. talk nerdy to me, baby. Absolutely. Anyway, so we were having good banter. And I remember he, he asked me a question about how I liked musical theater, which I thought was interesting because I didn't even remember writing that in my profile. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, this guy is so perceptive. <laughs> Also, I wasn't free during the week because I had school at night. He asked me out for a Saturday night, and normally I wouldn't do dinner on a first date because I know better now, but I didn't then. (laughs) It was six years after the first time I had gone on J-Date, so now it's six years later. Right. And he asked me out for sushi. Okay. I I like sushi. Just more than one roll. Exactly. So we're going to meet at the metro station. And we meet, and, I mean, he looks maybe a little nerdier than I thought. His bomber jacket probably, you know, went out sometime in the late 80s. But other than that, I'm a nerd in my own right. I can look past that. So we're chit-chatting. He tells me where he went to school, all of this. We get to the restaurant, and we're about to sit down. And he goes, I have something to tell you. Oh, no. You know, that's never a good sign. Yeah, that's never a good sign. This is before I had even sat down. I'm thinking, you have a disease. Like, what is wrong with you? At least he didn't say he talked to his therapist about you. But That's true. Maybe he should have. He goes, I think we went on a date six years ago. Oh, wow. 
But when he said, I think we went on it, he knew. He knew. Because he told me, he right. emailed his cousin, the one I knew uh, from me, to my picture to see if it was really me. So the whole time, he didn't tell me that he remembered me. He knew I might say no. Right. We sit down and I'm like, I remember exactly what I was wearing. This is ridiculous. Oh. I looked so cute that night. I was wearing this pink turtleneck and these brown pants. It doesn't matter. Anyway. <laughs> it always matters what you're yes, wearing. Yes. I, I was looking so cute. You're looking fine. And he, again, it's like, this time it's deja vu. He orders one sushi roll. Oh, no, he did not. Yes, he did. But this time I'm like, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, yeah. shame on me. I ordered three <laughs> sushi rolls. I'm like, I am going to stick it to him. Or chopstick it to him, if you will. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I order my three sushi rolls, and I really could have used a drink at that point, right? And he's like, oh, I don't drink. I'm going to get a bubble tea. By 8.30 p.m. on Saturday night, I was in a cab on the way home. By about 8.45, I was in my pajamas. I told the cab driver the entire story. Oh, wow. And that's the case of my repeated date. Wow. Just wow. Just wow. Yeah. Also, that brings up a lot of great conversations around, you know, online dating just in general. Do you think, let's see, were you more flattered about him asking you out a second time or were you kind of creeped out about it? I was completely creeped out. Yeah. I wish he had said, you know, you actually kind of look familiar. Right. Did, did we go out once before? Right, exactly. And I don't know whether I would have accepted the second date or not. I felt like he really tried to deceive me by asking me questions about musical theater because he knew right, from because six he already years knew. earlier right. that I was in Pirates of yeah. Penzance. It's like me having all the insights about you before the first date. Right. And we're going to talk about that in yeah. a later episode too, online stalking. But I definitely felt like I was fooled into getting to the date. Do you think there's, obviously this is probably different for each individual but there's a common saying, right? They're an ex for a reason. Mm -hmm. You've had a chance. You went out with them once. Do you ever think that it's okay to go out with somebody a second time, especially after a long period of time, a couple of sure. years like that? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't an ex. We went on one date. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've certainly changed a lot. I mean, in the last, say, 15 years since I started online dating, my gosh, I'm a different person. So, right. yeah, unless you've been in a serious long-term relationship with someone and you know every in and out and you've tried everything and it doesn't work, then I don't know whether you should try again, you know? But plenty of people get back together with exes and it seems to work for them. But I do think history repeats itself. But in this case, sure, if you don't know someone that well, if you've both grown as people, absolutely, why yeah. not? I tend to agree. I, I think, especially over time, somebody may have not been ready to date at that time. They may have been in a completely different position. Sure. They may have been going through personal struggles. And so I've had women before contact me and say, oh, we met before, but we never went out. And I'm not sure why we didn't go out. And it's been two years. I was in an awful place mm -hmm. then, but I would like, maybe we could talk again, right? Sure. But at least they're telling me up front Exactly. So that I don't have to kind of recollect through my Rolodex right. of mine. Oh, you and... look like someone I slept with once. Yes. Huh? Uh, <laughs> Who are you? This actually happened recently. I am working with this female client. She's uh, about 50. And I found this guy I thought would be a, a good date for her. He looked familiar to her. And she said, <laughs> you know what? I think I went out with him three times about five years ago. And she said, I remember having a good time. And I don't remember why we stopped seeing each other. Right, yeah, yeah, I've had the same... And so, exactly, yeah. so I encouraged her to reach out to him 
and say, this is crazy, you know, you, I don't remember what happened. Do you want to try again? And they did try again. They went out three more times and she called me and she said, yep, I remember now, <laughs> but it was the yeah. closure she needed. Yes, yeah. I think we start to also see this and maybe I'm jumping ahead to other episodes as well, but people are using more sites and more apps now. They're mm-hmm. not just exclusive to one site. Sure, I think there true. are some people how, who how are like- How many are you on? It doesn't matter. Um, for research. This is only for research. Obviously. Research in air quotes. <laughs> yes. Just like research. when you research people online. So, uh-huh. you know, and what you start to see is you find somebody's profile or you match with somebody on one app. Mm-hmm. And then you go over to another site and you're matched with them again. And you realize that in some ways their profiles seem like different people. They're using different photos. They have different bios. And it's almost like they're kind of trying to show themselves as different people. So it it can get confusing as well when you meet somebody and you're like, oh, wait, is this the same person? Uh, That's why, okay, I didn't even get into this part of my background. I'm an economist by training. Oh, nice. You knew that, right? I had been doing online dating on and off, you know, over the years. I started tracking my results in a spreadsheet. Nice. Partially because of what you just said. I didn't want to inadvertently email the same person twice. Mm -hmm. And then I made it more of a controlled experiment, an A-B test, no big deal, (laughs) cetera, carabus. Research. (laughs) Research. Where I tracked my response rates. If I emailed someone, what was the percent? of guys who responded to my my first messages and then my conversion rate. Laugh at me all the time. Oh my God. Oh yes, if he responded, what percent converted into an actual date? If I really liked you, if I really liked you, Chris, you got italicized. Oh, nice. Oh yes. So originally that spreadsheet started because yeah, people are using a lot of dating sites and you do kind of see the same people over and over and I didn't, I certainly didn't want to make that mistake. Right. And now I keep spreadsheets for all my clients. <laughs> I don't italicize them. <laughs> anyway, any other thoughts on that? I guess the summary of what we've talked about tonight, not only with the horror stories, but clearly there's a lot of really positive stories. And we know there's tons of success stories out there where people have met their soulmates and have come together, lots of marriages. But you know, you've had rough stories, I've had rough stories, I've had experiences, you've had experiences. Why do you keep doing online dating? What is it about it for you that makes this all work? And what do you tell your clients? Yeah, I mean, I think it's exactly what we were saying before. Online dating gives you access to so many more people. You know, in the olden days, I shouldn't say the olden days. Uh, I don't know if you read Modern Romance by Aziz Ansari. It was very good. And he brought up a study saying that most people just met, just married people who were within their close physical proximity. My parents lived next door. That's how they met, right? So if you don't live next door to someone or within the two block radius or work with them, you're not going to meet them. And so it just gives you so much more access. I mean, it also gives me a job too, <laughs> but I tell my clients exactly the same. I mean, why would you want to cut off all of these potential people from your radar? Because you're being stubborn, because one person had a bad story, because you had one bad experience. I always say one person is not representative of the world of online dating, right? Crazy Cupcake Girl, which if you didn't listen to that, go back and listen to the beginning <laughs> of this podcast. Crazy Cupcake Girl is not representative of every woman on right. eHarmony. Exactly. If she were, I don't think any of us would ever do online <laughs> dating, right? 
But yeah, I mean, you can't go through life where every bad experience turns you off. I mean, if I have a bad meal at a restaurant, does it mean I'm never going to eat at another restaurant? Of course not. You know, I get a bad strawberry at the supermarket. Am I never going to eat strawberries again? Of course not. So I would never tell people to equate that kind of scenario to online dating. It makes no sense. Right. Yeah, I completely agree. I think we've covered a lot today. It's all very exciting. And what we look forward to here is we have so many more episodes lined up. And we're excited that you're listening. Oh my gosh, we're so excited. Yeah, and we have so many topics, every topic that you could possibly imagine that you're sitting there listening right now thinking, oh, I hope they talk about whatever it is, fill in the blank. We are going to cover it. Exactly. And if we don't, you'll write to us and tell us to. Absolutely. So, speaking of, if you do have questions, you can find us online at sowemetonline.com, on Twitter and Instagram at sowemetonline, or on Facebook also at sowemetonline. So what are we talking about next time? Next oh, episode. Boy. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. This is one of these topics that we all get frustrated about. Ghosting. Oh my gosh, ghosting. I... I I think, do you see it? Steam is coming out of yes. my ears. Literally, ghosting and texting, breaking up, everything that deals with how do we communicate with somebody, how do we break up with somebody, and specifically around ghosting. And, and we have some good stories to share, oh, huh? Good, bad, uh, again, ugly. Again, more epically amazing, incredible stories. <laughs> Thanks again for listening.